to Orlando City, looking to end a two-game losing streak. This is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network, along with my podcast partner, Connor Lade. We break it down with midfielder Drew Yearwood. It's time for another episode of Red Bull Weekly. Good to be back with you after a tough loss last week in New England. Red Bull looking forward to turning the page, coming back home. Uh, they've got the last before the June international break in Major League Soccer. It is Orlando City who will be the guest. We are brought to you today on our Red Bull Weekly Podcast from the New Jersey Institute of Technology. My partner, of course, uh, here on our podcast series is former Red Bull Connor Laid. I'm Matt Harmon. We will have the radio call for you coming up 12 noon on Saturday. Connor, I'm going to start with, uh, obviously, we'll talk about our guest uh, coming on in just a second. It is Drew Yearwood today. Looking forward to catching up with Drew. But but you, you've you gone through different peaks and valleys in your career for New York, a one nothing loss in Philly, the 3-1 defeat in New England. How important would you say the game against Orlando City would be still in the first, you know, third of the season, um, but but you, nobody ever wants to lose two in a row, let alone three. Yeah. yeah. Matt, obviously great to be back with you again. I think it's going to be a massive game. I mean, you have two really heartbreaking losses back-to-back. You know, you know it's going to be a tough stretch with two of the – two of the top teams in the East in Philly and New England, but, <clears throat> but really games that you could have gotten results in. And I think that's when, what leaves the guys kind of kicking themselves a little bit. And now you come into a team like Orlando who, you know, another very talented team, you know, the great coach who, you know, has really revamped that club. And I, but I think this is going to be a must win. I think, you know, especially coming home to Red Bull arena, they're going to want to get a result. You know, they're going to be without one of their stars in Nani. So it's going to be really, really important for this team to get back on track. I feel like it's 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 been a place that this team has been before, you know, with the first two games of the year coming off those two disappointing losses. So I feel like they've, you know, backs against the wall a little bit, but I know that this team is, that's where often we're most comfortable. And so I think getting that chip back on the shoulder, knock them down a little bit and get back to, uh, you know, the principles and what makes them good. And I feel like it's a, it's a great opportunity, another great learning experience for them. You know, it's interesting. You say kind of a must win. I mean, you know, can you say must win in the seventh game of the year? I think, I think on some level you can, right? Because you, you know, Steve and I talked about this in the broadcast for a young team. The worst thing I think you'd want to do is have a three game losing streak going into a break where essentially you won't play for almost three weeks. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's, you know, it's going to be crucial to get points out of this game. And yeah, like you said, it's early on in the year, but, you know, to to dig a hole like that where, you know, teams ahead of you are getting a little bit away, you know, there's a couple behind you, but you want to get good result, positive results in this early stretch of the season. And they've had a couple, but especially against these teams in the East, it, it's every game is so important. At the end of the year, you're, you're fighting and clawing for points and you know, 2021 is going to be it's going to be a tough year because a lot of teams around you have gotten, you know, some really good pieces. And so this game is going to be very important. But I know that, you know, they're 
they're going to get a good result here. They're going to come fired up. They're back in Red Bull Arena, you know, with who knows, you know, what the state opening up a little bit, maybe more fans. So I think it's going to be, you know, everything's going to line up well for a big uh, New York result. You know, the hardest thing to me, Connor, you go back to the Philadelphia game, one nothing loss in the second half, a lot of set pieces, some opportunities to score. We talked about it last week. And then almost the, the reverse of this game with New England, the first 30 minutes, the team is flying. They get the early goal. It's almost this amazing dream start for Andres Reyes, who winds up getting the two yellows. And then, and then clearly against a team like New England on the road, you know you're going to struggle playing a man down. Um, and, and maybe the team, although they did have a couple of opportunities to get back level at 2-2, just ran out of gas a little bit. But, but for the second consecutive game, at some point in the match, you're playing a man down. It's hard to do that against any team, let alone some of the best teams in the East. Yeah, absolutely. And I think especially in New England, uh, you know, it's always going to be a tough game going up there at, at even numbers. And, you know, he, it, you, you nailed it on the head there. It was a beautiful start. I think Andres Reyes, you know, came out flying. He, he proved why he's such a dangerous weapon in the box. And, you know, I think that's a, a big part of his game. I, I haven't seen – many players who are better in the air than him. And, you know, I think you can tell why it's, you know, there's still a lot of maturity there because, you know, two yellow cards, you know, in relatively quick succession, it's it's going to be part of that maturation process for him. But you can tell why, you know, they're very high on him. He's got a lot of the tools to be a successful player for this club. So I think better days are ahead for him. And, you know, it, you knew that, you know, when you go a man down, you're just holding on up in New England. And I think that, you know, a couple, a couple goals that really, you know, shot themselves in the foot again, a cut, you know, the, the first one, you know, where Caden lose it, you know, a little bit lax behind the ball and, you know, not necessarily playing, you know, good rest defense and, you know, a, a pretty special goal from Buchanan who, you know, does well to, to beat Cornell the near post again, you know, a, a goal that could have been preventable. So, you know, looking back on it, it's, it's tough, but I think uh, a lot of positives to take it out of that first 30 minutes. You know, I, I don't remember a New York team who has played better up there in, you know, a stretch of a game. So I think a lot of positives to take out of the game. Is it fair to say Connor that at this point, um, thinking back to Kansas city, Los Angeles, Philly, now new England, the mistakes that are made are are not only preventable in a lot of ways, but the mistakes that a young team makes that you hope they learn the lesson so that it doesn't continue to happen. Absolutely. And I think that's that's going to be the huge thing for this team is learning from those mistakes. And I think that's it's always been really since Jesse came in here, it, it really challenged, you know, the identity of this team to, you know, be brave and don't be afraid to make mistakes. But the key is learning from those and not having them repeat again. And you can see, you know, early on the year, it's a young roster, you know, clearly there've been mistakes, but just it's it, part of that maturation process is going to be, how do you bounce back from them? How do you learn from these, you know, negative plays and try to limit them going forward. So it, it's going to be important, but I think you don't want to lose that you know, confidence to, to continue to try things and continue to play. You just got to do it in the right right sections of the field, preferably the final third. Finish with this one, Connor, before we take a break, talk about our guest that's coming on. It is Drew Yearwood, the 21-year-old out of England, joined the team last year in the midst of a pandemic. Um, obviously didn't play against New England. We would expect to see him against Orlando City. He, he's a guy that seems to me at least to have a big personality that probably is now starting to 
grow into that a little bit more in his second year here in Major League Soccer. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, Drew's a player that really checks a lot of the boxes for this team, you know, especially this system. You know, he's got an incredible engine, uh, can run all day. He, you know, defensively is tough. You know, he's the kind of guy that you line up against with and you know it's going to be a hard game playing against this guy. And I think still waiting for kind of that breakout with Drew uh, to really cement himself into this lineup. But, you know, he's got all the tools to be successful for this club. And, you know, obviously he he joined in such a tough time, uh, you know, during COVID. And so it's going to be interesting to see year two, uh, how he continues to develop and get more comfortable in this, in this team. But a player that I'm going to be looking for to, you know, be a big player for this club uh, going forward. Yeah, Connor, totally agree. We'll take a quick time out here. When we come back on the other side, we are joined from Red Bull midfielder Drew Yearwood. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one in the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Well, we've been looking forward to pulling our guest on today, uh, really from the beginning part of the season after joining New York in kind of a, a weird situation, being able to catch up with Drew Yearwood. Um, been been really, Drew, probably a long time coming. We're back here on our Red Bull Weekly podcast. Um, and, and I have, I've been looking forward to being able to chat with you a little bit. First and foremost, I hope you are well. Appreciate you coming on and, uh, and giving us some time. Um, let, let, let's just catch up from a standpoint of now being in the States for you know, the, the better part now of almost a year, how, how much more comfortable you feel now in May than you did last year, let's say in August? Yeah. Um, firstly, I want to say hello as well. Um, I hope you're well. And, um, yeah, let's all get started. So for me, I'm much more comfortable now than what I was. Um, my shopping trips in like Walmart and stuff uh, have been reduced from three hours to 45 minutes. So yeah, I'm getting used to American life, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have heard people say like, Oh, I get lost in, in Costco and target in Walmart. I would have to think based on your answer, it wasn't because you were so like psyched to be there. You were just trying to figure out where everything was. Yeah, there's like a whole aisle for just cheese. So, yeah, <laughs> that was the, that was the worrying part. Were you spending too much time in that cheese aisle, or big cheese uh, guy, or just just? No, no, I'm not even a big cheese guy. But yeah, I was thinking like there would be ice cream down the aisle as well, or like dairy products, and there just wasn't. It was just cheese. So. All right. Yeah. A little back I guess. I, I'm <laughs> glad to hear you settled in, especially in the supermarkets. That's that's. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel like Matt. For me, I feel like I miss the golden generation of players living in Morristown. Well, yeah. we've got another one, and we we yeah. continue the trend on here today with Drew as well, the king, the new king of Morristown. Yeah. And so, how have you enjoyed living in you know not only the New York, New Jersey area, but in and around a young group of players you know your teammates in the area what's that been like that connection with you know i know you and kaden and i know a few others live here yeah um morrison's been very good to me it's been nice 
Um, it's sort of similar to where I grew up back home. So it's, yeah, it's outside of the city and it's in the suburbs. So, yeah, sort of how I grew up and yeah, it was just easy for me to settle in, I guess. Let, let, let's talk a little bit, Drew, about um, where you do come from. You were born and raised in Harlow, correct? Uh, born in Harlow, but raised in Loughton. Okay. Um, so, so tell me from a standpoint of being a kid growing up um, through the first 20 years of your life, the things that you used to really enjoy doing back home as opposed to the things you enjoy doing now here in the States? Um, I think everything was, for me in my life, everything's just been football related. So if it wasn't playing sort of academy football, then it was playing with my friends. So it's always been football related. And I guess now I'm not playing with my friends, but I'm still playing with my teammates every day. So yeah, still, still the same life, I guess. Connor, Connor, we need to get Drew experience it sounds like he he says morristown's been good to me but i mean drew to be fair we had tom edwards on last week and he sounds like he's fully ingrained he's figured out caden clark's got a connection to the roos chris steakhouse where he can go where he can't go well what's been happening with you why you're not you're not on that level yet i'm just i'm just not trying to give too much away (laughs) (laughs) now okay wait connor before before you go and hop in I always start before we hit record. Is there anything you don't want to talk about? And you said no. Go ahead. I mean, if you're gonna open that door for us, then you then you have to take a step into it. I mean, I know, but just gotta be careful, you know, because Connor might turn up in in these places, you know. Oh, I see. That's what it is. Now we're getting to the bottom of it. Uh, see, I was going to show you the true Morristown, but now I guess I'll just save it for myself too. Yeah, no, save it because I know the true Morristown. Ah, okay. Fair, fair. Drew, tell us a little bit how you're settling in. You know, second year in the locker room. Obviously, you bring a a wealth of experience at such a young age. You know, playing so many career games you know at, at just 21 years old what is your role kind of in year two been especially with as this team is getting younger and younger and even with you know maybe some big players like an Aaron Long going down how is your leadership role grown yeah I think um I think a lot of the boys sort of we're all trying to sort of step up and sort of fill that role that sort of Aloy's left and I think it is like a it's a good opportunity for younger players like me and like players who are playing every week who are not really leaning on older players but obviously for them bits of experience and things like that and in tough situations so yeah it's definitely a time for or oh, a big time for me and for other players to sort of step up and show that, show our leadership qualities Drew, to, to Connor's point, you know, you, you come and um, sign with, with the Red Bulls last year in, in 2020. Um, you come over and then it, it's got to be hard, right? I mean, you're coming basically at the back end of the season trying yeah. to think, how do I fit? How do I not fit? What do I say? Who do I know? Um, it, it's got to it's be easier for you now the second year than it was the first. But take me back to the first year when, when you did first come over, how, how much of a challenge it was. 
Yeah, so when I first came, I hadn't played in two, three months. Um, then I was here for, I think it wasn't even a week, and then Chris Armas got sacked. So then it was a, even more of a weird experience um, in terms of like the dressing room as well. And a lot of players in the dressing room had never dealt with a manager sacking before. So, yeah, it was sort of a weird feeling, but it's a credit to us as players, really, how we've sort of got through it and adapted to not really a new play style, but a new way of coaching. And I think we've we've come through it and we've come through well, to be honest. For sure. I think yeah, you've you've experienced a lot of first since joining. Like you said, like a weird time, you know, with COVID, you 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 joined a new team, but it's you know you haven't fully got to experience, you know, a ton of like the club, the area, anything yeah. really overall living here. Is there someone who we've? I feel like I've asked a lot of our guests. Is there someone who helped you, kind of like when you got on the ground, settle into the club? Like who was that person for you? Um. I don't want to say his name. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hit end record here if you don't start giving us some information. Come on. Um, I think yeah, me and Caden sort of had a um, yeah, we had a good connection sort of when he came up. Um, I sort of we're, we're both sort of in similar situations. Um, he hasn't got his family here. I haven't got my family here. So it was sort of like we're both young, both live like five minutes from each other. So we might as well just, yeah, just form this bond, I guess. I mean, who who would have figured it's the second week in a row that apparently <laughs> Caden Clark, who's still a teenager, is mentoring the guys that are 21, 22. I'm, I'm not sure if that says more about Caden. I was going to say, say mentoring. <laughs> <laughs> You'd, you'd say just a guy to maybe, you know, hang out with. Yeah, I think um, we would sort of just, so like we'd go out for dinner and go shopping and stuff and it would like not take our minds off, obviously, missing home and stuff like that, but just also like forming a bond in terms of like it would suck if I was just by myself. You know, and I didn't have like a close, close teammate. Drew, does it help to have a player like Tom come from your same country and now and now come over and be part of the roster, Tom Edwards? Yeah, because he understands everything I say. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas others are just like, huh, what? But yeah, nice, no, good. It's it's good to have some some English boys, and I've got Manny as well, so. Yeah, we're three good, good English guys. Have you found anywhere in the area? I know there's a few good English shops or some, you know, good pie shops and stuff. Have you found anywhere in the area that has helped feel a little bit more like home? Um, or you, you feel like home? Just a little taste of home. Or are you just stuck in Morristown right now? Um, there's a bakery that makes me think of home, but I'm not going to tell you what bakery is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know the bakery. <laughs>
You're killing, you're killing me. I, I need to know, Drew, before you even go any further, I need to know what this line in the sand you are drawing when it comes to sharing information with Connor. It's, I don't need I don't want Connor to know where I go. I don't need I don't want him to know the bakery I'm at. I mean, listen, he's in a whole nother phase of life. He's got a couple of kids, he's 10 years older than you. So the, the chances of you crossing paths are probably way less than you think. It's not. And it's he's he's a person who could threaten my crown <laughs> to be in the king of Morristown, you know. <laughs> but I have to be careful. I all right now. I it wasn't before Matt, but it's my mission to find <laughs> this guy anytime I can in Morristown. I'm gonna get a tracker on you. I'm gonna have Tony put that GPS on your back, so and I'll have the information at all times. Drew, tell us a little bit about uh, you know the year so far. Obviously, you know rough start. You know with the first two games, but you guys made it. You know, good strides getting back in a couple tough games. Um, you know, the past two. What what's been the message in the locker room? How are the guys been been feeling? Obviously, we always we always know that it's a roller coaster throughout the years. Uh, what's what's the mood been like? Um, I think this year there's that togetherness, like crazy. I think credit to the older players as well because. They've sort of taken on board that they know the team's young and it's sort of now they're going way out of their way to help younger players. And it's, yeah, I think togetherness in our team is is the real big thing. Um, yeah, I think if you have a bad game or, like, I got sent off and I think the first two people to speak to me were Danny and Amro. So it's sort of, like the older players are just always sort of there for you and yeah, they're just here to help really. Drew Yearwood with us on our Red Bull Weekly podcast, Matt Harmon, Connor Lade. We'll have the broadcast coming up. Myself, Steve Jolly on the New York Red Bull Radio Network on Saturday. We'll start at noon with the early kickoff against Orlando. Drew, I will I will say this before I ask the question. Since you brought it up, it's gotta be really difficult to know that you got sent off against Philadelphia and can't be with the team in New England in what turned out to be another difficult game where there were opportunities to at least grab a point. Yeah, definitely. Um, things happen, football happens. And I think the first half up until the sending off is something that I think any Red Bull team should be proud of. And I just think that maybe on a different day, different result but yeah yeah Drew, Drew, I, i'm sorry connor drew t- tell me i, I want to pick something up that connor got into a little bit before um with the team now and and, and you've gone through the coaching change ha- tell me a little bit more about the relationship that you're developing with with gerhard struber yeah i think we have a um we have a good relationship um it's good to sort of have that i think and um I think the manager has a good relationship with uh, with a lot of the players, or if not all of the players. And um, I think that's a good thing. And it's sort of good that he believes in the youth. And yeah, no, it's just, it's good to have that relationship, I guess. For sure. Drew, I, you know, I, I feel like I sympathize with you on that, that red card. I, 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 it took me back to my rookie year. I feel like I had a similar experience you know, two quick ones. So, you know, 
yeah. you're you're a seasoned veteran. It, you know, it goes in the mind and it's out of the mind and you're ready next game. But I think I know why you may be a little disappointed right now and why you're not sharing as much information is, is it because that the Yearwood household is, you know, it is red, but a different red. <laughs> it's Arsenal. <laughs> and I think Matt, I think he's a little disappointed in the way Arsenal finished this year, you know, eighth place. And I think that's why he's, you know, being a little salty right now. Is that true? I can't believe you brought that up. <laughs> Drew, again, we said, do you not want us to talk about anything before yeah, we no, you had Arsenal, to Arsenal GA would definitely have been up there. You had to know that Connor was gonna ask you about it. And if he's taking shots, I'm gonna take him back. That's it's gonna happen. Yeah, I mean it's been disappointed in my household. Um I think the most unhappy family member is my mom at the minute and she's committed to not watching our, any more Arsenal games mm. so she's on track at the minute. I mean it's it's got to be even worse when you look up the table and see other teams in red be much better whether that be Liverpool whether that be Manchester United I, I there's start there's schemes starting to come off the top of your head right now <sighs> if I'm honest I don't care about them just Spurs Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I want to ask Matt a question, a little trivia question. Okay. And you know, speaking of the Yearwood household, true or false, Drew is the first Yearwood to play soccer in America. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say just based on your the way you asked the question, I'm gonna say that is false. <laughs> it is false. Uh, Follow up question. Where did Drew's brother play college soccer in America? Oh, wow. I mean, Drew, um, give him a million dollars. Now, you can't look it up. I'm I'll, not give, I'll give you the state. Okay. So, if you get the state, then, then we'll, we'll, you a million we'll, take, we'll take Matt out to dinner in, in Morristown. Yeah. If you get the state. Um, Virginia. Oh, he was close. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I got scared there. It was Kentucky. Okay. Your brother played college soccer in Kentucky? Yeah. Look at that. That's some trivia right there. What school? Uh, Campbellsville University. Okay. Um, you know, you know, Drew, as I, as I looked some info up about you um, – trying to just have little nuggets just like Connor threw at me. I mean, apparently I lost an opportunity at dinner with the, the, the mystery man and the king of Morristown, whatever that <laughs> might mean. Um, tell, tell me about the opportunity that you've had in the past and, and maybe we'll have again to play for the Barbados national team. Yeah, um, I played for, I think I was 16 or 17 when I went. So, yeah, it was a little while ago, but it was, yeah, it was a good experience at the time. And um, I sort of went back to England and then I was just playing. I wasn't really focused on international football at the time. And then I got called up for England. So then it was like, oh, I've got to choose at this point. So now I think England sort of died down and... Yeah, hopefully we'll just see what happens in the future. 
something something that you're interested on one level or another to try and continue, I would think, right? Yeah, definitely. Drew, let's finish uh, one, one more for me, and, and Connor can get the last one here um, to wrap up. Tell me, tell me about, you mentioned before, a young roster, new coach, new principles, new system, in essence. What, what what are the expectations for Drew Yearwood in this 2021 season um, for, for himself and for the team moving forward? For me, um, my personal goals for this season is just to just to play as much as I can and just play with a smile on my face and just enjoy every minute that I get. Um, obviously, I know I'm not going to be able to play sort of every single minute of every single game, but if I can, then so be it. And that'll be sort of the best season I could really mm-hmm. hope for. And then in terms of the team, I think it's just maintaining this togetherness. And if we can keep going on runs of of games and winning games, then I don't see why the sky's our limit, really. We can just go all the way. Love it. Drew, this is something I I get, you know, I've asked a couple of guys in the past and something I think for our fans, um, you know, I, I love your game. I, you know, now I'm going to butter you up a little bit. <laughs> you know, I, I love, you know, you're the engine, you got the grit, you know, tough in the tackle. Who, who's that player that you modeled your game after growing up and, you know, that you try to, you know, you put your own spin on it, but who's, who's the guy who influenced you the most? You don't get to say Connor Laid, by the way. There's, there's no, that's not a, an acceptable answer. Yeah, he. Yeah, don't butter me up. I know. Keep keep going with the same taking shots at me. That's fine. Um. Well, I only started playing in midfield in when I turned sixteen. So when I turned sixteen, I started watching like Ingolo Ingolo Kante. Um. I think that was his second, like, amazing year. So, yeah, since then, since 2016, I've watched N'Golo Kante, Makalele, Gattuso, and they're all sort of defensive-minded, but then attacking-minded. Recently, I've watched a lot of Tangi and Dombele for Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I play like Yaya, <laughs> but I've watched Yaya. Um, yeah, them five. Pretty yeah. good mix there. Pretty good mix. Yeah, love that. Drew, we appreciate you coming on. Look forward to seeing you back onto the field uh, this week against Orlando City. I I would say, you know, tell me if you see Connor up and around Morristown, but it sounds like if you did see him, you turn and go the other direction. We've we've established that there's some there's some interesting dynamic that I haven't quite gotten all of it, but the next time we have you on, I'm going to, it's probably going to be all that we talk about. Tell me why you have an issue with Connor Laid and Morristown. You don't have to tell me now, but at some point we're going to figure that out. Appreciate you. Appreciate you coming on. Um, and again, good luck this week against Orlando city. Big one for you guys to kind of turn things around, pick up three points for before the international break. Thank you. Connor, good stuff as always, my friend. We'll talk again uh, next week. Can't wait. Drew, appreciate you coming on, and I'll, I'll be looking for you, buddy. I'll be looking for you. Watch your back. <laughs>
Thanks to our uh, our main man, John Gasparoni, for Drew Yearwood, for Connor Laid. This is Matt Harmon. Thanks for listening to our Red Bull Weekly Podcast, brought to you by our good friends at NJIT. 